two or three if I were to like if I were to start a prep three months ago holy shit would it be toxic I was not Mm -hmm. I was not mentally physically emotionally spiritually you name it I was not there to start it it would have been the worst like the worst situation ever um but if I were to start it maybe a month from now like I feel great I'm fully aligned and I'm ready to be welcome back good morning to, what are we on episode seven Ooh. of the overall package podcast is bodybuilding toxic Woo. i just have to say that i think it was in the very beginning allison you said that you read somewhere that most yeah. podcasts don't go past seven episodes I, they don't i was literally just gonna say that that apparently most most podcasts will only ever get up to seven and that's when they fail and we're not going to do that because we've got some really cool, exciting ideas coming. That's up interesting that the number seven comes in because it's the yeah. same with marriages too, apparently. Oh, seven years. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. It's apparently yeah. not lucky number seven. No. Seven is like a sexy number, I feel. <laughs> like sleek. Sexy number. How was your guys' well, week? Well, my week is great because I'm in Mexico, so uh, sorry, uh, little travel that. bug. Sorry, we're happy. We're home for like what four days? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was in Costa Rica, and then okay, this is not like that normal. I do love traveling, but these trips were kind of just weird, random, financially made sense opportunities, aka basically cost me zero dollars. Not quite, oh, yeah. but pretty much nothing to go. So, like, here I am. Um, so it's really hot down here, and it's nice. Jealous. <laughs> it's so cold here. I was just literally running inside after taking my check-ins outside. It's, like, fucking raining. You need, you need a ring <laughs> light. You need the best ring light. <laughs> I know. So if you guys have any suggestions for a ring light, hit me up. Astronaut underscore fit. I need suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Um, want to know one really cool thing about being here? I'm here with my girlfriend, um, Jess, and she doesn't compete, but she basically lives the bodybuilder life more than half the bodybuilders I know. Like we wake up every single morning and we go have breakfast and it's a buffet and they, they'll make you your omelets or whatever you want, like right in front of you. And we both have like super healthy breakfasts. And then we walk to the gym. It's like a 15 minute walk. And then we'll work out for like two to two and a half hours. And then walk back and then go to the beach for like four or five hours straight. That literally sounds like my perfect vacation. It's it's like we do that every day. And then we make, after the gym, we'll like make wraps. We just Mm. went to the grocery store and we bought stuff to make wraps and protein oats and stuff. So like, it's really like, it's just the bodybuilding life, but down here in the hot sun. I love that for you. Yeah, I love that too, because I know before you left, like you had, you were just saying how, you're feeling like back on track and feeling oh. like better and everything. So I'm glad that like this hasn't deterred your progress oh, at it's, all. It's really good. And like just to bring in like a bit of an emotional side. So I don't know if anyone is who's listening has ever followed me. This off season was so hard on me. And I Gabby, so you shared, okay, so this is kind of related, but Gabby, you just shared this morning a post from Jen Ron, Jen Ronzini. She's mm-hmm. like a 
she's she's been a top pro for like years and years and years yeah. and she had the exact same thing happen to her in her off season that i did i want to go like, look at that right now it's a really yeah. crazy post like she's like my she's been bodybuilding for over nine years for me over six and her she's like my body just started doing things i've never seen it do before like digestion issues gaining weight at like a rapid pace in weird places like my sleep was off everything was off and she had to do the exact same thing i did to feel better again which was just cut down your training, cut down your cardio and just rest your body and let it heal. And like, she's finally back in a healthy place. And I just commented on her post. I'm like, that was literally me this off season too, the exact same thing. So being down here in Mexico, like, ugh, it's crazy how like this, this will tie into our topic today is bodybuilding toxic into like body image and everything. But I am down nine pounds from the heaviest I'd ever weighed in my life. and like you're I'm not like a tall person so nine no, pounds is like tall. a lot nine, mm. five foot three nine pounds yeah. of pure body fat is a lot that mm-hmm. I am down and like I was saying to Jess the girl that I'm here with yesterday like I don't think I would have come to Mexico if I still felt the way I did before so like mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy so it's nice to like feel like myself again and you guys have been so supportive and like just being understanding and well it's like like I said to you yesterday when we were kind of talking about that it's like you know we all kind of know how that feels too so especially in this world so it's like you know you need that support from your friends too especially from people who understand like how you feel and what you're going through Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah so important to be there for each other yes to anyone out there that feels like they're going through it like you are not the only one Mm -hmm. and you just have to focus on taking care of yourself first and foremost before Mm -hmm. ever like dieting again because your body will just do the work for you when you take care of it and it's functioning properly yeah because I'm sure that you would love to jump in a prep right now but like you know that that's not going to be sustainable or healthy or it's not yeah I've probably got another month before I would start one hopefully we'll see we'll see Ooh, got some plans brewing. I I have no idea. Up in there. (laughs) Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I just took my check-ins this morning and I, yeah, now that I'm officially back to training and back to cardio, I'm so fucking excited. Yes. (laughs) Great shoulders yesterday and like, I don't know, I was like lateral raising fives, shoulder pressing 15s. But, like, holy shit, my shoulders are sore, guys. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I can barely, like, lift my arms to drive today. <laughs> but That's so sore. I'm happy for your- you because I know how long it's been. Thank you. How many weeks has it been? Six weeks? Well, six weeks since my surgery. But um, I did take, like, a week off before my surgery as well. So it's been, like, seven weeks off of training. Oh, like, training upper body, I should say. I've been training glutes every day for like a month and I just started back on like regular cardio because before I wasn't allowed to go over my I wasn't allowed to my heart rate to go over 100 so I'm finally allowed to like do cardio and like even just the past week of doing regular cardio again man my body already is like just tightening up a little bit like I'm not I'm not feeling so watery I guess it is mm-hmm. you yeah. just feel like yourself again yeah totally so I've been like sweating it out and like pumped my shoulders at the gym the other night felt so good 
And I also got cleared to go in my hot tub again. So I'm so excited for that. (laughs) And I got cleared to wear regular bras. So I went and bought my first adult bra. So excited for you. So cute. Excited. So it's been a really good week over here for me. So so good. Great week all around, hopefully. Yeah. Good week too, Gabby. Oh yeah. I feel like when you're like when you're a university student, every week is like, you know, it's just its own chaos. I'm I'm doing just fine though, as the house is burning down around me. Okay. It's just fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. But no, it's just super nice to like be here chatting with you guys. And I'm really excited for today's topic. Me too. Because this Um, one's a pretty controversial one, I feel. This is a big one. Like, is bodybuilding toxic? It's a big question. Well, maybe we should also talk about like what toxic means too, because I think that can have very different definitions, especially um, nowadays with it being thrown around like toxic people, toxic relationships. Like, what does the term mean to you guys? Yeah. So, like, that it's that's crazy because this so last episode we talked about bodybuilding and relationships and um toxic comes from people first of all but we got a we had a listener write in about um one of her relationships and it just goes like it just goes to show that it's the person that can be toxic in this case but we said if you have any crazy relationship stories write in and so um she said she was in a relationship with an alcoholic during her first prep and then they'd Mm. already been together for four years and he was initially super excited and super supportive um but then he started feeling like he was always going to be left behind um and it was just a shame because he was just destroying his life but at one point when she was in her prep and she was asking him to take progress pictures he was so drunk apparently that he couldn't even hold the camera straight and uh And, you know, she just said to him, like, hey, I need proper, like, pictures for my coach. And he would just scream at her things like your coach is a bitch and like all sorts of like crazy things. And um, she ended up placing third in her show and broke up with him a month later. And so she felt like competing in bodybuilding actually was the thing that gave her the courage to leave. She actually feels so lucky to have what she has now because she's in a supportive relationship with somebody who didn't know anything about the sport at, at the beginning, but now he's like living the lifestyle with her and so mm-hmm. excited about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she just really, really enjoyed that episode. So thank you so much. That's Alicia. Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad she wrote into us. That sounds yeah. truly at the very like extreme end of toxic. Like absolutely. And, and so in this just case, goes to show that like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just like in this case, it's like it was the person that was toxic and bodybuilding was the thing that gave her confidence and courage and a healthy relationship in the end. So like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like an interesting segue in. So, I mean, first of all, good for her for getting out of that because that's really fucking hard. Yeah, to be in a relationship like that. So and to push through and do a prep. Wow. And place third. Wow. Good for her. I couldn't can't even imagine. Like your cortisol would be so high, like you know. <laughs> well, I, would, I just you know can't what? picture like trying to like meal prepping you have some fucking drunk guy on the couch like yelling at you, like oh, be terrible. You know, but you just just nor you just normalize it, right? If she's been in that situation for years and she probably yeah. 
you know, made reasons for all of it. And like, it's just so crazy that we can, in our minds, we can like normalize even the most abusive or ridiculous situations. And then suddenly just that lifestyle change probably really helped her to, to see herself and her worth. And I'm just so happy for her. Yay, we're so happy. Yeah, so, <laughs> so going back to Gabby's question, um, Allison, what does toxic look like to you? Oh, well, like I said, I think it's the person, not the situation. But I think, I think toxic is when you are unable to take accountability for your actions. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of toxicity comes from or having like an external well it's kind of the same thing um external locus of control um and just feeling like everything's happening to you and not for you I think that with that kind of attitude you can like that's where a lot of toxic behavior comes from yeah absolutely Um, and always finding reasons yeah, always finding reasons for why nothing is your fault. Um, I just think that can be like a very toxic attitude and trying to like, and trying to like, um, what's the word? Like impress your opinions on other people because of your limited worldviews. So mm. like you're so right. Having that victim complex of like, everything is always it's the external, like, oh, this is the reason why this happened. Yeah. And it's not like anything to do with you so I like how you said that Mm. now that I'm thinking about it I also got to say insecurity yeah that can drive like that can be a huge that could be a huge driving factor of like becoming toxic too that might actually be my biggest one but we'll have to get we'll get into that um yeah what is it for you I mean Ash what's hmm. what do you think is toxic I mean, I agree with you, Allison, just like always blaming your external situations rather than like inwardly looking. But I also feel like toxicity could be like a vibe almost, like a feeling like, you know, you Mm -hmm. could walk into a room and like get a bad vibe. I feel like that could be a little bit toxic. But again, that's just like, again, that just falls back onto everything's external and nothing is like your problem. Yeah, because that could be your own internal judgments on what the people in that room look like or what they're wearing or how the room is decorated. And it's like exactly or like, oh, she looked at me weird backstage. It's like, but did she? You know, like you know, like maybe she glanced at you while she was thinking about something. Like, yeah, exactly. So I think actually, like, I think Mm -hmm. I have the exact same opinion as you, Austin, where like I think it's it all stems down to not taking accountability for your own shit and blaming it on everything else I really think that's like a huge huge main thing especially what we're going to be talking about today yeah yeah absolutely I I truly the more I learn about people the more I don't believe people can be rational and logical I believe people are very driven by things deep down that they don't understand a lot of the time because um, but I think that especially in the terms of bodybuilding, I think the toxic too, um, I know the people that are very, like if people go into bodybuilding that are ego oriented, so like their whole perspective is built off of being successful or like, or if they fail, then those are the people I think they end up being the most toxic in the sport. 
And the people that are more like on the other end, task oriented, that are focused on like their own progress or like the process of their progress, those are the ones that end up being less toxic and they end up, you know, you can still achieve the most success, I believe, from being focused on those things opposed to just having like one goal and like being way too tunnel vision and like literally blocking out everything else that is good about the sport. So that's kind of my view just on yeah. in bodybuilding terms. I can see that too. Like people who are only focused on like literally getting that win on stage. And I don't mean like, cause obviously when I'm going into training, that's what I'm thinking about is like winning and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I'm like, yeah, the people that don't look at the journey of everything yeah. and they just are focusing on that one end aspect I could see yeah, that and, because- and that really comes out in just the attitudes that you can show to other people right because you can start to look at their physiques and their achievements and talk shit about them and like mm-hmm. talk badly on others and just because you're so focused on your own success um it's not always the case but I just um I do I do see some like connections between that yeah, I could see that too. I also feel like toxic can be just like almost a personality trait. Like some <laughs> people are just like not great people. And then they, they try to they like they haven't done that work. They're not they're looking at all the external factors and insecurity is like a huge one. I think that's like the biggest one for me. It's the yeah. most insecure people that are like sitting there saying, "Well, she doesn't even have this and her presentation wasn't even great." And it's like, yeah. "Have you even looked at yourself like or like getting off stage and like being like fuck this sport like throwing the trophy remember the girl that threw the trophy yeah or like you know one of the top pros getting off the stage like fingering everyone saying fuck this sport it's like okay oh (laughs) yeah that That was the situation yes it's like man you don't you don't need to do that stuff like just chill out (laughs) if you want to be toxic Wait till you're in your bathroom by yourself, like we've said before, and say oh, yeah. it to yourself in the mirror and cry it yeah. out. You don't I think- mean, I think that goes off of the fact that everyone has a little bit of like toxic in their blood, especially competitive people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> but yeah. like time and place. Learn. You just need to learn like there's a time and a place for it. And if you feel that toxicness inside you, just use your filter, shut your mouth. Like, think about what you say before you say it, you know, because a lot of in this sport has to do with like your image at the end of the day, right? Like, you know, when they look at Miss Bikini Olympia, for instance, like, you know, you have to be the face of bikini. You're going to be representing the whole sport. And if you act like a jackass because, you know, you didn't get the placing you want, or, you know, maybe you didn't peak properly and you're going to blame it on everyone else. People are going to notice that. And people are going to remember that, too. So mm-hmm. I think I've said this before, too. Like, Laura Lee and Jen were one point away from each other from winning the Olympia. Yeah. And you bet your ass Laura Lee hugged Jen on stage. She probably went to her hotel room and cried for three fucking days. Probably. Like, I, oh, would. I would. I <laughs> would. <laughs> are you kidding me? But yeah. we didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Exactly. We didn't see that. And so I think like you have a personal responsibility to not contribute to to toxicity, but that's not even bodybuilding specific. That's you as a human. Like if I am sitting with a group of friends and they're sitting gossiping, gossiping about another one of my friends, you know, even if I don't, 
you know, you should always say, hey, let's not gossip, but like, don't fucking partake. Yeah. Like, don't Mm -hmm. be toxic in any aspect of your life, you know, like anywhere. Like, toxicity is is your responsibility to like to to not be it yeah well said um we got some people that wrote in with their opinions on we have lots of opinions so many people wrote in so it's really it's going to be really cool because we can dissect all the things that people have to say so allison you got some good ones right i have some really good ones um quite a few lists so I've got a few, this is actually the first one I, I wanted to bring up, which was actually the first one that somebody wrote in this morning, which was no social media is. And mm-hmm. I actually, my personal thought on that is slash society can be like what people, like, I don't know. I just think that when you say bodybuilding is toxic or social media is toxic or so, like, I really think it's like, the society of image culture, image driven culture that is toxic. And like some people might use social media or bodybuilding or as like a way to help fuel their like obsession with like an image with their mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. Um, does mm-hmm. that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, I could see that, like, you know, competing blew up a lot because of, because social, of social media, media and yeah. a lot of people do it just for the image of being on Instagram. I actually had a bikini client who we had a huge discussion and finally she was actually just honest because I told her, I was like, okay, strip away Instagram, strip away other people's opinions, strip away the tan, the suit, everything. And just look at the work. Are you still wanting to do it? And she was like, well, no. Yeah. Exactly. She just wanted to do it to post it on Instagram. That was literally it. So I could see how. You know, actually, that's super powerful to talk about because I was just training at West Coast last night and I talked to um, one of the classic physique local pros um, just briefly. But he was mentioning that he was like just loving his off season and like the conversation just led to basically saying, Hey, like, even if we don't have a stage to look forward to in in a certain time duration, we're both so happy to just be there living that life, improving our physiques and and getting better. And that's truly shows that pro mentality, the people that go into it with the right reasons um, that are not toxic. Yeah, totally. And like, I don't know if, if I didn't have to run my business through social media, I would seriously consider getting rid of it. I feel like especially during prep, it's so easy to become toxic and start comparing yourself and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff gets so in your head and everything. And like, it would be so nice to just kind of like delete that little aspect out and get rid of that part. Um, Cause yeah, Um, I could. But at the same time, like if I believe that if you go into sharing your story and like your physique with the right intentions, like with that light, with that love for others and yourself, like that true confidence and genuine, like, yeah, self-care and self-love that others can be truly inspired by it. So I don't think it is like, I know that I've had people message me saying that thanking me for sharing more of my story and my physique because 
they would have probably not trained in the gym or like look to improve themselves without it. So I do believe there's like a fine line between like, Hey, am I getting too sucked into this whole social media thing during my prep, comparing myself to others versus just sharing something that I'm super passionate about? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you have to be like careful of your messaging too. Like you, you do have a bit of a responsibility when you are posting your physique to not get wrapped up in that like gym bro fitness chick like body driven only posts and culture like I think you should remind your followers that like there are other aspects to your life or that Mm -hmm. the body that you're in is a temporary one while you're in the sport and just be aware that even if you are doing the sport because you love it and that's fine like I love the sport and everything but I'm aware how image driven our culture is and how prevalent eating disorders are and how prevalent Mm -hmm. like depression and body dysmorphia and all of these things in social media like really perpetuates that and bodybuilding takes bodies to an extreme and can absolutely perpetuate toxicity with like within people's own body image Mm -hmm. and if you do not at least caveat some of your posts with that and like you are gonna have girls out there like I have people message me like that are like oh I hey I want to sign up for coaching I don't want to do a competition but I want to look like I do and like that is that's a problem I know it's a it's an actual problem and so I just say I only look like that for like two months of the year if you want to actually starve for for five months and go and do cardio every single day for five months because that's what it takes me to get there so sure sign up and do it but like why you know, like I, I don't sign them up, but you know. Yeah, I mean? no, it is, it is best to just give those disclaimers frequently to yeah. avoid being um like a toxic influence. I know that there's been like the recent trend of like post your leanest or post your stage physiques, and it's cool because it allows us bodybuilders to all connect, especially when we're not, you know, in the midst of a prep and we're looking back on those exciting moments. But yeah, I do believe without a few disclaimers here and there, um, it can give the wrong idea to those who don't compete, those who don't uh, train. And it's, we don't want to be encouraging that. That is, that is buying into toxicity. Yeah. And actually, Allison, um, we talk in our group chat about like our check-ins and stuff like that quite often, but you've actually really like inspired me to start posting more of like, just how I look now too because like I'm fucking mm-hmm. proud of how I look now as well and I don't want to be one of those other people that get sucked into the toxic social media shit where like I'm only, only posting it. stage lean or shredded stuff because yes. let's be real I mean we all know that when we're all shredded it is cool so our engagement goes way up P- people pay way more attention get way more likes blah 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 but at the end of the day, like, I don't look like that all the time. I don't want people thinking I do either. So I have been trying to be more transparent on my Instagram and posting yeah. my check-ins every week. And another person to really follow, if you really want to see the nitty gritty toxic social media shit is hit up Goob you. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. Let's yes. let's shout out Goob too, um, because my favorite is when he finds 
in fitness influencers that are like photoshopping their photos and then the captions are all like oh like this was built on (laughs) self-love the old self-love special (laughs) and you would be so surprised on like top top olympians are are photoshopping their picture it's like you're the best in the world and you're still photoshopping they're photoshopping their stage photos it's like we can all find those online oh man so like crazy there is toxicity out there in in it so yeah that was a good one actually but it doesn't make the whole sport or all of the people in it toxic like it's just unfortunate it is actually fortunate I like that they are getting called out but I believe that everything should be taken with a grain of salt like that is not everyone that is unfortunately it's very influential people but that is not everyone person's relationship with social media not yeah, themselves and themselves yeah so um but i mean yeah i i was just gonna say something that that lines up with some other person's comment that we just another person who wrote in um mm-hmm. if you're toxic bodybuilding or any extreme can amplify toxic behaviors Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're committed to personal growth, bodybuilding can actually help heal your relationships with your food and your body image. It is an aesthetic sport, so it probably attracts people who are already more toxic. But if you're not a toxic person, it won't make it won't necessarily make you that way. So I love that, actually, because I was thinking about um, just like that general um, assumption that all competitors are really, you know, full of themselves or like self-obsessed and to an extent, yeah, we we have to be to get to where we need to be. Win. But um, we're also talking like, yeah, literally, but we're talking about people, a lot of competitors, I know most of them I know personally have gone through really tough life situations like rock bottom shit, like divorces and suicidality, addictions, like so many things. So when these people come out the other side, it can look really extreme with how much they you know, they really uh, put into themselves, right? Yeah. But that's not for everyone. And that's not for everyone to understand. Unfortunately, just that much self-love or like self, I don't know, just dedication, it seems extreme when you're someone who hasn't gone through all of that. And it can be taken as, oh my God, like they're just so full of themselves. Yeah. And to play off what they said about like um, eating habits and how like it can actually help help you or hurt you um because I know I know a lot of people I've seen a lot of it like there was one chick that I used to compete with and when she retired from competing she made a whole Facebook or a whole Instagram page on like why bikini and bodybuilding is terrible like she Mm. made a whole whole thing out of it I feel like I might know who you're talking about not who but I remember the page yeah oh, I can't remember it was like after bikini or something like that mm-hmm. but she just went off about how like it causes eating disorders and it causes this and it causes that and like me personally bodybuilding is what saved my life from eating disorders me too it saved my life. I was I came into bodybuilding less than 100 pounds. And bodybuilding yeah. was the reason why I like fell in love with muscle and learned how to feed my body properly. So, and that's just speaking on my own experience because I know that it can trigger some people really bad too. Mm-hmm. So, I really think that like it is a person to person thing when it comes to that. Yeah. So, putting a whole label on bodybuilding like 
I know some people do this, like bodybuilding is toxic, causes eating disorders, causes this. It's like, well, not really for everybody. Like yeah. it saved me from that. It saved me from it too. Yeah. But so that was actually, disorder. yeah, that was a really big one that I really wanted to talk about today because it really, yeah. really, really irks me when people put that label yeah. on bodybuilding. No, I went on a rant about this once because I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot of people that quit the sport that are like bodybuilding's toxic and went nine times out of ten they're regional competitors yeah maybe they've gone to a national show maybe but a lot yeah. of times they've done one or two regional shows and then they're all pissed off because i don't know maybe they didn't do well or they they're they rebounded or whatever and it's like okay did bodybuilding do that to you or did you like with a lot of these people i'm like did you cheat on your diet constantly like you not even trained for years before you signed up. You didn't really research any proper coaches. You just went with some random guy. You did a starvation diet because you didn't know what you were doing. And he put you on a shitty plan. And you had cortisol through the roof because you didn't set your life up to be successful. You didn't like manage your relationships with your family. And this, that, and the other. You didn't financially prepare for it. And you didn't emotionally prepare for not winning. And then you quit the sport and you say it was bullshit. And you eat a bunch of food and you blow up because fuck the sport and it's like well I'm pretty sure there were many steps you could have taken for it to be successful and also mm-hmm. too a lot of the time it's not going to be perfect the first time so if you go through a prep you have a hard time maybe you rebound after your first prep and then you quit and then you label bodybuilding as this shit sport it's like well you know because like I rebounded my first time but it took oh, me time and time yeah Same. right so it took me a few preps to figure out my body and to figure out how to properly reverse and like what works and what doesn't. But I was willing to take the time to learn that with my body and to fix those problems where mm-hmm. some people aren't willing to do that time because they just see the the negative results that happened. And then they're like, oh, bodybuilding did this to me. Yeah. Just like what we talked about before, all those external things. Yeah, the victim complex. exactly. The external versus the internal yeah. and like just that they came into it with that more ego motivated like yeah. reasons, right? Like, and yeah. if they didn't get some external validation they were looking for, then suddenly it's easier to blame it on everything else except except what they did or didn't do properly. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not even going to say like they they screwed themselves because you know there's also situations where coaches put women on different supplements no that fat, can really so screw fat. them up like there's so many things that are not necessarily their fault but I totally pick up what you guys are saying because yeah. again that's gonna be you learning your body and learning mm-hmm. what these things you're you may or may not be taking right because like I know we've talked about before and Gabby I know that you've made the point of saying that like you know you work with their coach and you also have to be responsible for your body. Like Mm. your coach at the end of the day, isn't the one fucking hand feeding you. Like you are, you're doing that. You're choosing Mm -hmm. everything. So yeah. if you blow up, you have to remember like no one put that food in your mouth, but you. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's so complicated though. Like even just going back to like Jen Ronziti's like post too, like there can just be so much, but she didn't come out saying, 
oh, I gained like 30 pounds in X months. That means I hate the sport and the sport yeah. screwed me, right? Like it's just, yeah. she was accountable and she dove into, even Allison, like in her situation, dove into all the factors that could be causing these things and was just at the end of the day, fucking real with themselves. And that's, exactly. yeah, that's yeah. that's like, totally not a toxic thing to be real no. with yourself, even if the end result wasn't what you hoped for. Because I never heard Allison once say this had anything to do with bodybuilding itself. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I put myself through a crazy diet, but lots of factors could go into it. I also have been in periods of my life where I wasn't dieting and had even worse health issues yeah. because I had external stressors going on in my life. Like mm-hmm. I, went, I had insomnia when I was like 24, 25 and I wasn't going on a diet then. I wasn't in bodybuilding then and I had insomnia that is absolutely horrible like and it was because of all these other things going on in my life so like can't blame dieting for health issues all the time not Mm -hmm. all the time sometimes you really can like sometimes at the end of the day at the end of the day though again that's not because of bodybuilding itself it's the diet that you put yourself on there's a million different diets that you can use for bodybuilding all three of us we don't take the same approach yeah right so it's like there's so many different approaches so yeah. it's not bodybuilding itself. It's yeah. just maybe the paths that you chose to take. Yeah. Well said. Um, we we kind of talked about, uh, oh no, I guess this is a bit different, but somebody, somebody wrote and said, people who do not show, show positive support or show good sportsmanship are the ones who make it unbelievably horrible. And not mm. all athletes are like that, by the way. And I totally agree and also like family members and friends and people watching like they also don't show poor sports sometimes they show poor sportsmanship I remember being like backstage at a show once volunteering and for some reason I don't know why the guy's girlfriend was standing in the backstage area where the volunteers stand and he was battling it out for first place with some guy and she's just sitting there going look at the way that guy poses he poses like a girl he doesn't even look good this and the other and I just turned to her and I was like pardon me and she's like well do you know what's going on here because like I don't really know anything about bodybuilding and I was like okay okay well first of all he has better conditioning his muscles are a lot fuller and harder he's way leaner you can see from the back his muscles are way more defined he's got a tighter waist and an overall wider clavicle and you know like so there are many reasons why this guy's in place right now and she's just, kind of like, just like flexing her <laughs> men's bodybuilding knowledge there I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you should right. judge <laughs> right off like but i was just so bad I'm like first of all what are you doing backstage and second of all like you're sitting back here like literally just shitting on some other guy who's in the mm. like, in the sport like and then another girl was sitting there talking about it and I turned to her and like two of them were chatting and I literally turned to them and I said hey guys us volunteers are here to support the athletes not talk poorly about them can you stop and they did well said yeah 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 um I totally agree I think that family members and like loved ones can feed into the toxic aspects of the sport mostly because they don't understand the sport and at the end of the day they're going to tell you that you should have won and all the reasons that everyone else isn't as good and if you are not objective and you're not you know thinking through every moment of your prep and that you just listen to their tiny snippet that they understood from show day then it's going to feed into your toxicity too yeah a hundred percent and like yeah just people like 
shit talking backstage and stuff that can really um I guess that might be kind of what I meant like in the beginning when you walk into a room and they can be like a vibe like there could you could be overhearing people talking shit and I don't like that no I don't like it either I and I've never experienced any of that in my my two shows I mean I haven't done as many I don't know about you guys but I've never experienced it like backstage especially people were like literally running over to help me like glue on my nails and shit like people are so nice but did have you guys ever I know somebody was one of you was saying you witnessed like some girls just like eating like assholes after their show and talking shit about others but have you guys witnessed anything like that yeah yeah there was like these two girls after nationals a few years ago um got off stage and they just like were literally saying that was fucking stupid that placing was so stupid and they like literally within 10 seconds of getting off stage opened a box of donuts and sat there and like shoved four in their face and I'm like okay you guys need to just like take a deep breath and like like if you if you were in that mindset like stop yourself like you have to stop yourself like again it just kind of goes back to like what we've said a bunch of times where it's like if you're feeling that way that's okay but just like you know use your filter hold it back wait till you're in your room yeah there's a time and a place if you want to be in this sport for a long time and you want to do well in the sport like you are going to have to do a few shows to do really well and some and some people might win show after show after show after show but it's until you face that first loss or that face that first adversity like real adversity like I remember I only ever placed in the first call outs every show I'd ever done and like didn't always place that's not true I always felt like a little bit of it like a like I always felt like just a bit of an underdog but like the first time I got like 12th at a show I was like whoo oh boy and so like until you really mm-hmm. face that like challenge like wow like I have to really put in work to work hard at this um some people just quit the moment it gets like that and some people yeah. feel that in their first show and I felt that at my eighth show but yes. regardless I you have to take that fucking loss and you have to work through it and realize that like it's gonna take work yeah and so hi, some girls out there too like here. sorry I said hi 10 shows deep over here yeah, yeah. right like, yeah exactly so I think like if you don't understand how much work it's gonna take then you're gonna have like a skewed view on what it's actually supposed to feel like because it's Mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard all the time like maybe like that just comes down to the fact that bodybuilding just isn't for you right like yeah if you like can't handle the loss and you can't handle getting your feedback and you can't handle you know like emotionally like it's okay it's okay for bodybuilding to not be for you and again I think that comes back to the whole social media thing where like everyone feels like they almost need to do it it's like almost their like next step into like fitness or whatever but like it's not like that Mm -hmm. it's such a niche thing it's like I don't like playing football so (laughs) why would everyone expect that like they'll like competing you like, know? I hear you. I And I, I see a lot more of that. Like, I, I truly think people that are getting into it for that more superficial or like social media focused reason. Um, I, why can't they just do a lifestyle cut for a photo shoot? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would, yeah. like, there are other ways to really own that confidence or like say like, oh, I had a goal and I reached it that are less 
truly toxic to your whole being than bodybuilding yeah. because those are the yeah. ones that can just put a really unfortunately a bad um, name on the sport saying oh it's just entirely appearance spirit uh, based like there's nothing deeper to it right and yeah, yeah. I got uh, like a, I got like a good write-in that kind okay. of correlates with that this person said, I think bodybuilding is toxic for some people, not for everyone. A lot, though. All professional sports, what price are you willing to sell your health for? Mm -hmm. People get health and bodybuilding very confused. And there are a lot of other people out there whose hormones are, and body image are fucked. So what I take from that is I like the fact that they say that people get um, health and bodybuilding confused. And again, that can go, come back to blaming all of your external things on bodybuilding because maybe you had a skewed thought like a skewed view on the fact that like oh I lost some weight I'm gonna compete now but it's like this is actually so different than like you said like a lifestyle cut or just having a healthy lifestyle like this shit is intense and like it's not fucking healthy right like when you get deep deep into it that's not health no, that's purely aesthetic bodybuilding. So it's its own thing. So I think a lot of toxic shit can come out of people um, misunderstanding that and thinking that I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. And then when they come out of it, not so healthy, then they blame bodybuilding for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I totally hear that. Um, I, I didn't really get like, like a lot of my questions were similar. So I'm going to go with one that was actually in a different direction if we're okay with like switching it up yeah. um I had someone saying that like it wasn't really a question but saying that like like the judging and like judges picking favorites and like biased towards if you're with a bigger coach like mm. that is kind of like an assumption maybe and I just wanted to hear your guys take on both of those things I think okay. that person's confused that is not toxic Sorry, that, that yeah. has nothing to do with his bodybuilding toxic. That goes, are judges biased? Do you, but that can like, like be a toxic environment. Yeah, like is that is that a toxic aspect of the sport? I think they're wondering, is does that actually exist? Like, is that That's something a, they have to worry about getting I, into the sport? I feel like it's a kind of a gray area. I feel like yes, but I feel like no at the same time. Like, I feel like you won't win your show purely based off who your coach is going to be or who your coach is but I think you could choose a coach that could help you in the aspect of like get like introducing you to the judges and pushing you more to be like people can put a face to the name kind of thing um yeah I think I that there is a point a part of that that's true like being recognized and like being present in the sport um yes judges want will remember you if they have met you or if like seen you on stage multiple times so yes please continue yeah yeah exactly um but yeah all of that I was really gonna say was that that point and just the fact that um at the end of it though I don't think that they're literally choosing you based off of your coaches no. who your coach is absolutely not who you are maybe more so like for example 2021 olympia um isa isa won 2020 uh, no 2019 no. 2019 yes isa won 2019 
2020 Olympia, she was completely off the mark. So far off the mark. But she was former Miss Bikini Olympia. So they put her in the first callouts. Because they want, if she's the former Miss Bikini Olympia, they're going to want to compare her to all the other girls, right? But had you taken her, they never did a mixed call out like after the top five they didn't put her in the lineup with second call outs and move her around whereas like i think the girls that got seventh and eighth or ninth maybe could have been compared with her and maybe even would have placed higher than her but she got sixth because she was immediately put in the first call outs whereas Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm not an olympia judge but i'm just saying like I do think there is an aspect of because of who she is, because she was former Miss Bikini Olympia, she automatically got put in that first call outs because it makes sense to compare the former standard to what may be the new standard. So in a way, kind of like who she was and her status helped get her in that first call outs and maybe gave her sixth place, even though I don't think she looks better than some of the girls in like seventh, eighth, ninth kind of a place, but that's a good example. Actually. I couldn't really think of like a situation where someone, yeah, like might be, you know, placed higher or something, but that's a perfect example. Here's another example would be if Laura Lee came in so far off, like so far, she never would, but so far off that like she shouldn't even place in the top three or even be in first call outs. Guess what? There, she's never going to walk on stage anymore in her career and not make first call outs within in the next couple of years, unless something goes so horribly wrong with her physique. But if Laura Lee's on stage, she's in the first call outs. She's Laura Lee and her physique is like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think just bringing it like back to a more regional level, like I didn't have a coach in my first show. I didn't have like anything. Nobody knew who the fuck I was in the sport. But I walked out there with like a certain confidence and I was, I think I placed really highly in my first show. And so, but that didn't, wasn't because anyone knew who I was. Um, So you can just walk out there with that right look like Laura Lee has like on another level and there's no way they're going to just, yeah. Like even if she's far off the mark, like you said, like she's, she just has that presence. Like it's more about you than like the judges knowing who you are. So maybe I'll throw an unpopular opinion here, but I actually find that this more applies at a regional level. I feel like once you go up into the pro level, you're looked at more from your physique. And like you said, Allison, like they will bring you up to compare and shit like that. I feel like, I feel like they choose more politically in a regional level. Like and I know sense, a lot like, of people in, like in what sense like based on like coaches or based on like recognizability yeah both and I feel like there's some coaches here in Canada who sponsor a lot of the shows and a lot of the divisions and they just so happen that most of their athletes are always taking the show and I personally feel and again like I said this is probably an unpopular opinion um, but I've seen it I've seen it happen a lot and Sometimes I've seen it to the point where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And um, yeah, I just feel like it happens more at a regional level than at a pro level. I really like that you threw out an unpopular opinion because I've had a few, a couple of competitors mention something like that to me. And like I said, I also haven't, I've been at a lot of shows, but I haven't 
been in this for a lot of years. So I do respect where you've like seen more than I have. And so it is good to get, I think, like a diverse view out there. And I can truly like only speak on my experience. I've agreed with every, every judge's decision of every show I've ever seen. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I have not. (laughs) I have. And like, yeah, I've had people ask me about it and the same thing, like, oh, well, it was so-and-so coached them. So obviously they won, even though the other girl looked better. And again, I'd be like, actually look at the conditioning, look at the shape, look at the balance, look at the glutes, look at the tie-in, look at the, this, look at that, look at the presentation. And like, so that was just kind of my, like, I, I don't know. I see that too. And like, I, but I, I also do see where like certain coaches are very close with the judges and some of them will advocate so hard for their athletes. And I think there is benefits to hiring a well-known or like a well-connected coach for that reason. Like what if you want yeah. your coach to be there at your show, going to the head judge after saying, Hey, why did my, why did my girl or why did my athlete place this way? Yeah. And like really advocate for you. Like I res- I respect that as long as it's not like obviously like harassing the judges, like my person should have placed higher or whatever. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, Gabby. Like I have a coach now who is in the industry and literally, I think it was like the night before or the morning of my show, um, she was FaceTiming me like constantly. Right. So she FaceTimed me and she was with um, the Mannions and she was like, oh, I was just showing like JM your pictures and like he's so excited to meet you one day and shoot with you. And like just even that, like the Mannions are looking at my fucking pictures just because my coach is at dinner with them, mm-hmm. you know? So like that's really fucking cool, first of all. Yeah. And no, that is it. just like a little that's kind of what I mean. Like, that's not going to win me a show. Yeah, exactly. But now they're like already talking about me before I'm even in the States. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like that aspect where, you know, like I said, that's not going to win me the show, but now they like already know my face. It matters. And that's also part of the reason why we've all been volunteering, not because it's going to increase our placings, but when the judge, when the judges look at me or look at you guys, as we walk on stage in our suits, they're going to see the girls in the black dresses that helped out and say, Hey, I know that person. Look what she brought. She loves the sport. If they recognize your face, they're going to look at you one or two seconds longer than they look at everyone else but they're looking quick at these girls going glance 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 and if something catches their eye they look for a a split second longer half a second could make or break them really giving your physique that second look that it needs and if they Mm -hmm. recognize your face they go oh they're gonna look at you longer yeah and you know what like when i did three shows in a row Paul Lauzon, one of our head judges in Canada, like I'd been chatting with him a ton at all the shows I'd been at and volunteered at and stuff. And I met him and um, I saw him look at me on stage longer than any other judge looked at me. Did I even place better because of it? No. In one of them, I came last and like, but I still saw him look at me and and give me that like look of like, I recognize you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Because like, Allison, you stayed with me until the very bitter end, which was lovely. Um, after my last competition, like we waited outside, talked to the judges. I got a bunch of feedback, blah, blah, blah. And again, I was in my suit 
just competed, talked to them. And then when I went and volunteered, they all had known me from doing that. So they all like gave me hugs. Hi, Ash, blah, blah, blah. Like when you on stage next. And so you can almost because you have to remember, like judges are fucking humans, too. Yeah. So you can build those relationships as well. And if you can have a coach that can kind of guide you into building those relationships, then it's just one step a little bit closer. Right. Yeah. And if if you love the sport, why wouldn't you? That's what I say. Like, why wouldn't you want to be friends with the judges if you want to actually learn about how to be a better competitor like most of them have competed and a lot and like they they know what's up they they can help you out a lot and it's not it's totally not some league where you're like sucking up to anyone you're just being friends and connecting genuinely and that's why I love volunteering for these shows it's like I've learned so much just from getting feedback from judges and like them asking how I'm doing and like when am I competing next as well so it yeah that's my my little plug go volunteer for shows yes (laughs) I agree my last show I have showed my last stage photos to like literally no less than like 10 or 11 high high level judges like the highest I could find every show I've been to or volunteered at I like pull up my photos on my phone I'm like hi can I get your feedback please (laughs) (laughs) but anyway to wrap this back to toxicity so no are the judges toxic I'm gonna say not no I'd say no No. they're they're human beings they're people and they love the sport because they put a lot of hours and they fly across the country or like internationally to do this so yes we love the judges and respect what they have given to the sport yeah yes um I have one last do we guys do we want to just do one more yeah we're coming up on time so this is one last one um it's a little bit different and it was from a girl who is actually um in the bodybuilding industry but does not compete and I don't believe she ever wants to and she has undergone a major major weight loss like a life-changing weight loss and has had skin removal surgery and so she has like um she said personally it seems a bit toxic but I'm always a live and let live human and I love that you and so many other people have found life-saving feelings with it now this is only for me personally because I've been so judged so harshly on my body my whole life I guess Mm -hmm. I see it from a different angle like it makes me sad when people don't win um and like I guess I can see how it is hard to watch the people that you love in the sport not win but she said personally she could never compete just because of her history of feeling judged so like how could she Mm -hmm. possibly on stage and be judged um and then still not being good enough would break my heart and I think this all comes down to the person in in the long run um and I do think it's hard on your body and losing your period. Um, but that's for the individual. And then she also said, um, I also find it frustrating for natural athletes too, because people there will steal their division. And I think that that is really setting people up for major body dysmorphia. I, okay. Here's my take on this. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the fact that you have to really, really think is bodybuilding for you because yeah. um, you're choosing to do all of this you're paying thousands of dollars to have someone judge you you're paying for that so you have to remember you're going on stage you're paying for people to look at you and tell you what you need to work on and what like it looks good and what doesn't so if you can't handle that then you shouldn't compete yeah because like when I go up on stage 
I'm, I know they're looking at me physically. They're looking at my body. They don't care about my feelings. They're looking at me physically. And I have to look at me physically too and be really objective with my, this is just a body. It's just a, it's just my body. It's just my shell. So I don't, you can't put emotional, too much emotional attachment onto your physical body if you're literally paying somebody to judge your physical body you should be excited to get your feedback and you shouldn't get your feedback and feel hurt by it or yeah. else if you're feeling hurt by it you shouldn't be competing because you're exactly. literally paying for that I always say they're judging my they're not judging my body they're judging my physique because like, I get people say like mm, yeah mm, oh like good. how can you go up there and have people judge your body I'm like they're not judging my body they're judging my physique yes my body's beautiful they're they're saying hey you need some more rear delts and I'm like fuck yeah I can't wait to build my rear delts this awesome I'm gonna I'm gonna build them I'm gonna get them like you know like (laughs) it has nothing to do with my body which is you know yeah like it's hard sometimes too like I'm a barber and sometimes like the dudes will like oh how's your training how's this going how's that and when I explain to them like I just had a client the other day and I was like oh yeah it's good like I'm gonna start my prep in seven weeks so I'll just like I've been really good, like keeping it tight, blah, blah. And he looked at me and he's just like, what do you need to lose? What do you need to lose? Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, like, you don't get it. Don't <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's, it's I'm totally like, no, not, I'm not fat. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. not what people think it is. And I, first of all, like shout out to this, uh, the person you wrote in, cause that sounds yeah. like she went through an incredible transformation and yeah. um, she, I can't, yeah being someone who lived in a leaner physique that found it really hard to put on muscle. Um, I I can never truly understand what it's like to feel incredibly judged for living in that body. And I can see why she may not want to personally be put in a position to feel like she's yeah. being judged, even though that's, that's not true. what it is. Like you are not being judged. Oh, that person has a better body than you. No, you guys all look amazing on a beach, whatever, who cares? But like, I love how Allison said it, like it is a physique contest. They're judging your physique based on uh, criteria. So yeah, you do have to separate yourself from that. And I think the people that are most successful in bodybuilding do um, help do that in a healthy way. Yeah, definitely. And this girl too, like I know her, well, I feel like I know her fairly well. I watch everything on her Instagram, but like, she's such a fucking support of this sport too, like she goes to every show she supports every athlete and like it's just really cool that um aspects of it definitely can be toxic and in her case applying it to herself would be a very toxic environment Mm -hmm. to put herself in Mm -hmm. but she goes to all the shows and sees all the people and is that toxic not at all like she's hugging everyone she's having a great time she has lots of friends there like you know at least that's what I see from the outside right so like um yeah, if she didn't like if she didn't like the sport, like she wouldn't be there, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and like it's just like what I said, right? Like if you feel like you personally can't handle the yeah. that emotional part, like Gabby said, like it sounds like she went through an insane transformation. So why would she want to put herself in a emotional distress kind of place oh, yeah. to maybe start thinking negatively about her body when? she has put so much work into it already so I like that you said that too because you know coming from like someone like myself I've never had to struggle in that in that way I've 
struggled in different ways, but I've never gone through a, a huge, huge physical change that might make me feel negatively about someone else telling me about my body. Yeah. Well, so, I did this year. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've, I've gone through like, like parts of, like that, like you have Allison and like, yeah. obviously I've you know, I haven't been all hunky-dory about my body, like, my whole life. I've gone yeah. through eating disorders and stuff, but um, I've come out stronger with bodybuilding, I guess. Yeah. So, it's it's different, right? Yeah. But, I mean, bodybuilding is not toxic for me when I'm in the right headspace for it. If I were to do it two or three, if I were to, like, if I were to start a prep three months ago, holy shit, would it be toxic? I was not, mm-hmm. I was not mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually you name it I was not there to start it it would have been the worst like the worst situation ever um but if I were to start it maybe a month from now like I feel great I'm fully aligned and I'm ready to be in it and like yeah I love that I love you said it like that too because it just kind of comes back to everyone being like a little bit toxic or going through those seasons of their life where maybe it isn't as healthy for them to compete and just coming to know yourself and reflect on yourself and whatever you got to do to figure out yourself and realize, Hey, now is the right time. Now is not the right time to put myself in a situation that will no matter what stress me in some way, shape or form. So I really respect that. Yeah, me too. And I think that if you're choosing to prep, to fix something too like that can be really toxic like if if you prepped a few months ago Allison when you were feeling low and you prepped to help that issue that's I think when it becomes mm-hmm. toxic too right mm-hmm. it's like I have I've mentioned on the pod I have a friend who she recently quit competing because she was using it to fix the binge eating that she had just done for six months and then she'd prep for six months and, and binge and then she'd prep because she binged and then she was binging because she prepped and it was a toxic cycle so she she had to like take a step back and look at that so yeah. I totally respect that as well um yeah. like because you just you have to be in the right headspace yeah so it can it honestly can be toxic for anyone even though yeah. Even some of the top pros, we've seen that like coming out more now, like people are being transparent. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything can be toxic. It's just about knowing yourself. And I think that was really well said from both you guys. And you too, Gabby. And you too, all of us. This is a good one. (laughs) Yeah, good up today. Um, I also just want to let our listeners know how much we are enjoying doing this podcast. Yeah. Like, it's just I just hope that because I've like got messages from people and lately a few people have been sharing like more and more people have been sharing our episodes on their stories and saying thank you for that listen so like thank you so much um and it's cool that we're gonna get over like the seven episode hump but like we really love doing this and none of us knew how to do a podcast when we started so to anyone who ever messages us saying like good job just thank you so much because (laughs) yes this was like a learning learning journey for all of us I'm so happy that we're doing it too and like getting over that seven episode hump and yeah thank you guys so much for like sharing and even messaging us and letting us know like if any episodes helped you we love hearing it like we really do so thank you guys so much for all your support yeah yeah we deeply appreciate it and we are so excited to bring you guys way more exciting content and including the Olympia predictions. I'm going to throw that out there. (laughs) Four weeks out from Olympia. I'm so excited. 
Yes. So we've got a lot more coming and yeah, we're just super grateful that you guys are along for the journey with us because whether we had this podcast or not, we were talking bodybuilding every single day. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of overall package podcast. You can find us on Instagram at overall package podcast. I'm astronaut fit. I am Allison and fitness. And I'm Gabrielle Folietta. Bye. Bye. Bye.